Ladies and gentlemen, I know you miss me. This is the Ned and Josh podcast. Ned and Josh podcast. Ned and Josh podcast. Canberra Region Workers Compensation Specialists. Malaganis Edwards-Johnson. Josh, I want to talk about travel as a lot of people are getting ready to travel during this winter period to get away from the cold. Yes. Um, and there is a survey that's been done. This survey was basically done to study people's uh, preferences when booking holidays as a group. So whether it's just you and a partner, you mm-hmm. and a group of friends, you and family, family, mm. whatever it is. They gave them a bunch of different examples, you know, and they looked at what they chose. Did they cho- Did they choose to seat, sit next to each other? Mm. Did they choose all these different things? Did they choose to take advantage of things like TSA pre-check and oh, yeah. things like that? So one of the most interesting uh, things to come from this study was the fact that when given the scenario where you are on a plane, you're in a group, it doesn't matter how many, it's just more than more than one, and you are offered a first-class upgrade, but your travel companion is not, most people pass on that opportunity. Do they just? They do. They pass on the opportunity to head up to first class without their significant other. Yes. Or already any of their travelling companions. Exactly. Now, the reason that was given was because uh, the the participants in the survey believed that separating uh, from your travel group uh, lessens the chance of shared memories being made. Oh, okay. So that's what it's for. I don't really want to share memories of first class with anyone. I'm happy to do that completely on my own. I was going to say, I am, Mm. that's Mm. most people. I am not most people. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I don't understand who these most people are. Uh, Are these most people rich? Yeah. And don't need to worry about these things? So when you're offered something like a first class, I've never flown first class on an international flight or anything like that before. So if that opportunity was given to me for free, for no extra money, Mm -hmm. and I had to move away from whoever I'm travelling with, look, sorry, I'll see you in LA. I could absolutely be taking a loved one somewhere, and that loved one could be very ill, and you know the trip could be a very grim trip, but if I was offered first class, I would leave them on their own (laughs) in economy. (laughs) Like, where are we going to get there? I don't want to hang you out to dry. (laughs) I wouldn't do that. (laughs) No, I would. That's how much I would do this. And the reason I would do it is because I need to get mine back, because Carrie and the boys did exactly this to me when we came back from LA. Remember this exact thing happened to me. (laughs) All three of them got offered business class as an upgrade and took it, leaving me on my own in economy. (laughs) This has happened to me the other way around, so karma is coming and I will do this to whoever I'm with whenever the opportunity is presented to me. I can't, but would in this scenario, would Carrie be on board if you did Carrie, If Carrie and I travel together as a couple, I will try and make this happen (laughs) so that I can leave her in economy. It's called payback. She's owed one. She's absolutely owed one. (laughs) Another code word clue right now inside of our podcast, and it's the first code word for winter for pink in Paris. Tomorrow's code word is... Souffle. Yeah, it is souffle. I love the word souffle. Yeah, it is a good fun word. It's a fun Um, word to say. It's a fun word to spell. I I found out that the code word was souffle, and Michael was like, I've got this one. And I was like, why? Because I I like to say souffle. Okay, there we go. Souffle is the code word (laughs) for tomorrow, the 1st of June. There it is, a little sneak peek for you. But Ned, uh, Ned is not here. It's Mike. I don't know why I just said but Ned. Um, but Ned is, fair, is force of habit. We are about to talk about Ned, and I think that's why I said but Ned. Mm-hmm. Um, because Mike, 
Uh, Ned is not here at the moment. He's not. Second day off. Yesterday he lost his voice pretty badly, and today it's on the road to recovery, but it's definitely not three hours of talking ready. No, it's definitely not radio show ready, which is interesting. And I always find this funny because we project our voices quite a bit while we do the radio, but we have microphones with very, very expensive amplitude system, amplifier systems, I don't know, amplification systems. There you go. That looks third time's a charm. Um, And we don't have to talk very loud. We really don't. So we could probably do the show like this. We really could. It gets very ASMR. If it gets very creepy. It, it there does. There are certain announcers on our stations that just talk like this, and I don't know why they do it, and it freaks me out <laughs> when I hear it. But you could if you wanted to. If you wanted and to. And it would mean that you could protect your voice. Yeah. But Ned isn't even at that point. Well, he wasn't yesterday. Yeah. I mean, he could not, words were not coming out of his vocal cords. Exactly. He would start a sentence, and it would start, Semi okay, and then the longer he would start talking, the less the the bass would come out of his voice and would turn into a whisper. Even when he was giving it full full gusto. Let's take a little bit of a listen today, because apparently he sent through a voice memo on our Facebook group. Yeah. Whether or not we think Canberra Ned should have made the effort to come in today, here it is. Have a listen. Good morning, Canberra. How are you doing for a Wednesday morning, mate? I love that he did like a, 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 just a read of what, what he would have to do on the show. What, what your 605 would have been. Why not, yeah. Wait a minute. Let me listen one more time. I'm going to close my eyes though. Mm-hmm. Good morning, Canberra. How are you doing for a Wednesday morning, mate? Everything but the Canberra is fine. Yeah. The Canberra is where you hear it and you go, no, yeah, no, maybe take another day. Yeah, that, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. I was like, the first half a, minute, half a second, I was like, oh, no, he's... No, oh, see, funny no, for no. me, more the back half of it's fine. I'm oh, like, the back right. half, you're fine. That that Canberra where he can't even get the uh, in yeah, Canberra yeah. out, I'm like, oh, no, you're still sick. <laughs> ah, sick. damn it. I was really hoping this was going to be one of those things where I heard it and I was like, oh, come off it. You're having a sickie. You're being ridiculous. What's actually terrible news for Ned today mm. is that he was very excited for Spider-Man tonight. I think, honestly, if he rocks up to Spider-Man tonight, we, you and I get to take the rest of the week off. And Ooh. Ned has to do the show on his own. Now that would be you nice. can't You can't have the flowers without the, <laughs> the garden gardening. Yeah, well, that's what a good a, what analogy. What an awful what metaphor a, what that was. What a great <laughs> analogy, everybody. That's beautiful. <laughs> Mike. Yeah. Have you been done by the 40 kilometer an hour zone in Civic? Have you gotten yourself a fine? I have not, mm-hmm. actually. What was actually very handy about the timing of when I came here, because I believe the 40 kilometer thing happened roughly two years ago. No, more a year ago. A year ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, oh, no, I, you're right, roughly two years roughly, ago. Sorry, apologies. Apologies. I do, I do remember it came into effect not long after I moved here. And it was a big deal. It was yeah. a big deal. So I've never really known. Civic without it being 40 kilometres in those areas. I got absolutely poleaxed by it uh, when it first came in. I remember that. And it was I was 51. So oh, I was yeah. one kilometre over what used to be the speed limit before yep. I realised that it had been changed and, mm-hmm. yeah, got absolutely done with demerit points and a uh, big, big fat fine. Yeah. Uh, look, now, this is a hot-button topic. Lots of people discussing it, lots of people having chats about it um, since it started. Now, the revelations have sort of come out over the last 48 hours that $40 million in fines has been dished out by these speed cameras 40, since July 2021. $40 million. By three cameras. Wow. $40 million in fines. Nearly 4,000 fines a month. That is... 
actually shocking. It is huge, isn't it? Like, And the thing that comes at the end of this, because we're always talking about how to make Canberra's roads safer, but the thing that comes out of this has blown my mind is that the NRMA has come out and said this isn't making the roads safer. Like... Yeah, look, I'm, I can't, I don't see the correlation, especially in, especially in the heart of the CBD, where it is the difference between forty and fifty. It's quite, they're quite relatively low speeds anyway. Peter from the NRMA, he's a uh, spokesman, has come out and said, "quote If it was about pedestrian safety, clearly there's something wrong structurally. The NRMA's view on changing speed limits is that it has to be evidence based and it has to be backed up by data." Right, and clearly that is none, it's I would concer- imagine. He said, goes on to say, it's concerning that after all this time, so mm. i.e. the two years, two years, you are still seeing a 20-fold increase in fines. That so is, obviously the message is not getting through, that at, is but the much. money is still coming in. That money, yeah, is. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 hard to it's hard to switch off a tap like that. Um, Peter goes on to say, and I think this is absolutely the way to work out whether or not this is about an opportunity to rake in that moolah, mm. or it is about safety. Peter goes on to say that all of the money raised should absolutely not go into the government coffers at all, and should be immediately redirected towards road safety campaigns. That would actually make more sense. Well, it'd be interesting to see how long the speed limit stayed. It'd be interesting to see whether or not this really was about road safety or whether or not it was about making the money if the money can't be used at free will anymore. It has to be used used for for road safety. Yeah, very interesting. Uh, It's a good idea. We get to see what happens. Yeah, I like that idea. I would like like that to be the case because I'm sure... I I mean, we don't know what that money is being spent on Mm -hmm. right now. It's just going into the system. I, I think, at the end of the day, like anything that's slow people down makes people safer is a good idea but if this isn't working to do that as the nrma is saying it's not seemingly working to do the job it's meant to be doing well then we are just being ridiculous and the thing we're being particularly ridiculous with by the way is the demerit points because then yeah you build them up quick enough over time and you could lose your license for doing never over the speed of 45 which is (laughs) like you end up eventually you get enough of these fines in a row you're gonna lose your license and you never went above 50 kilometers an hour and that's exactly it that's and that's and that's a hard pill to swallow. It's a pretty hard pill to swallow. Yeah. And uh, mm, very interesting. Interesting, <laughs> interesting. I'm just saying You're, you're, just, you're just, just asking say, the questions. I'm just asking questions, guys. <laughs> Apparently, a urologist has come out with sort of a definitive survey. 7,000 men from 13 countries across the world, mm-hmm. including here, Sitting down while you pee is apparently not only the more hygienic way to go, it's oh. actually scientifically safer to do as a guy. Scientifically safer. So I'm not going to generalise and say that yeah. all ladies pee sitting down, but or, or already by a majority doing it correctly. So yeah. this is a bit self-indulgent, just talking about the guys peeing for a second, but mm-hmm. apparently big tick already doing it right if you're sitting down. So right. unusual, what? some stats. You want some stats? Okay. Apparently... 27% of Australian men say they never, ever sit down to pee if they're, o- if they're only peeing, which wow. I will say I fall into that category. I don't think I... Never? I don't ever do that. If really? I'm peeing, I stand up. Uh, I can't say I never do that. Mm-hmm. It happens from time to time. Usually, it's when it's in the middle of the night. 
and it's ah, like 2 a.m. Okay. I can't be bothered turning lights on or anything oh, it's just like that. If you that. sit, you know everything's going to go where it should go. Correct. Yeah. Smart move. I've never actually thought of that. How have you a, never? Th- well, you... I don't know because I'm an idiot. I guess. <laughs> I'm like, God, this is annoying having to turn off lights and uh, yeah, See, no, no, that, that wakes you up as well. You keep all the lights nice and dim. You your yeah. eyes adjust to the night. You can just sit and pee. Yeah. So it's the next best thing to just wetting the bed. That's great. That's you fantastic. I like it. Uh, 27% saying they never do this, mm-hmm. but 25% say they sit down to pee every time. Every time. So that is nearly evenly weighted stats to every time and never. Like both ends of that spectrum are nearly exactly the same amount of guys. So that's half of guys covered, and then the mm-hmm. rest are just the ones that just sort of how they feel. Sometimes yeah. they do, sometimes they don't. Let's, I mean, to be fair, the example that I used about going in the middle of the night can be applied throughout the rest of the day. It is certainly easier mm. in that you just don't worry about it. See, but I find it more difficult. I think it just how depends how your brain works because you have to sit and then you have to make sure... The how is sitting difficult? To make sure the seat's clean, especially if you're at a public toilet. That's gross. Welcome like, to being a, a, a... Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I get that. I get what I'm saying, but this is like a perk and we're giving up that perk. <laughs> we're giving up the perk to sit down for absolutely... Well, it's apparently not for no reason. It fully relaxes the bladder. It is right. the correct way for your pelvic muscles to do everything they need to do. It, it ends up with an emptier bladder. So you end up ah. needing to pee less often if you do this, apparently. Well, then surely that's another perk to it it's as well. Apparently with, it's more hygienic with splashback, all that sort of stuff. That's also true. It's all contained. Germany came in with the um, uh, the largest number of people who claim to always sit down while peeing as guys. For I've, I've, 40% of Germans claim in the survey that they do it every time. I wouldn't have picked Germany. And I so, don't know what country I would have picked, but I definitely wouldn't have picked Germany. Look, I get the hygienic thing because the splash and all that. It's gross. It's a gross thing to think about, but yeah. I get it. Um, the only thing I don't get is a news website I'm looking at have used a picture, and I'm going to call it out, from a stock photo company called iStock, yes. which might be the grossest photo of somebody <laughs> sitting down to pee that I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it is. You I have will, to describe it? I will describe it. I'm going going to describe it. It is, it is a metal floor with a metal wall and the bowl is in frame and the person's legs are in frame. So what I'm, the reason I'm describing <laughs> the floor and the walls, it's clearly a public toilet. It does, yeah, it sounds very public toilet. Jeans around the feet yeah. uh, from the, the pier in question um, and nearly touching the floor. Oh, you don't want that. Toilet roll next to the person on the floor. Oh, and oh, the piece, is... the piece of the resistance of this stock photo, yeah. barefoot. Oh, yeah. Oh, why? Why has this photo been used? Oh, it's made, God, is it you, Britney Spears? This is it's... an article to describe exactly how you should be peeing sitting down because it's better for you. And they've used a photo that makes me not want to go anywhere near a toilet ever again. Oh, it's that gross. gross. <laughs> now, Mike, just taking a quick look, I have seen a story that... We did cover a few years ago on the show, actually. Oh, really? And there's been a bit of an update about it. Now, um, there is a beluga whale that has a harness strapped to it, and the harness has um, some sort of, it says property of St. Petersburg on it. Right. Now, um, it had clips for like a GoPro-style situation. Uh-huh. And they were pretty convinced, because this whale was originally spotted um, off the coast of Norway, uh, so Sweden, that area. That area. Um, the Scandinavian region. It's moving around that general area. Uh, in You know, first was in Norway. And they reckon that what's happened is the Russian army has essentially trained this beluga whale to be a spy whale. 
a Russian spy whale. A Russian spy whale. Um, he's moving now away from Norway, more towards um, Sweden. Yeah. Okay. So he's been spotted off the coast of Sweden, has hastily moved from Norway, apparently. And it says here, the reason for his sudden hastiness is unclear. <laughs> We've yet, to receive, whale. We've I mean, yet when, to receive comment from the whale. Yeah, the whale has not explained why he's in a hurry all of a sudden. But, yeah, he's moving around. He's very tame. Apparently he will, if boats go up to him, he does go up to the boats and okay. tries to be like, hey, what's going on? What, but, what are the new orders? Because I'm a trained Russian spy whale and I don't know what the hell I'm doing out here. But he's the famous, but he's clearly, you know you're talk, you're looking at that whale because he's got a, what, a massive harness? Yeah, yeah, he's got a harness. That is, that's a huge harness. Well, it's interesting because for him, it's a little beluga whale. So that's probably the other thing to consider with this. So it's like a, it's like How four, big are they? about four dolphins worth. <laughs> What? Measuring it in dolphins. What measurement now? system am I using? <laughs> About the same one the Americans use. It's pretty much the same level of sane. Oh uh, well, I, I actually I measure I, that in about four dolphins worth. I need it in Olympic size swimming pools. Actually, uh, it's um, about well, I'd say it's about a thirty seventh of an Olympic size swimming okay, pool. Okay, so yeah. not that big. Yeah, okay. no, no, no. They they they're big, but not big. Okay, they're not whales. Right. They're not like sperm whales See, or like I blue thought, whales. I thought giant giant harness, but if then they would have engineered that. No, that would have taken a lot. That lends more to the fact that it's probably a Russian That's not a spy Russian whale. spy whale. Yeah. That's a, a giant, like a blue whale would be a Russian intelligence network whale. Yeah. It would be, that would be like multiple spy whales in one. It's like an aircraft carrier of spy whales. <laughs> what was, so what do you think they would use the spy whale for? Well, nothing. For? It's GoPro fell off. I mean, this thing is literally just <laughs> swimming around doing nothing at the moment. It's achieving nothing it's, at all. The poor thing's waiting for its next assignment. That's what I'm saying. It keeps approaching boats going, what's next? Someone put a GoPro back on me. I'm achieving nothing but eating fish out here. I want to go home. Contact Vlad. Look, let's be serious. Very good to have Michael here, but also wonderful because, you know, Ned doesn't like chocolate. So this next thing we're about to talk about, I think it's unique that we have you here this morning because it's important. Okay. Sundays, McDonald's. Yes. There's a big change coming, apparently. You said this. I don't know what that means because my world is has for my entire living life has been... <laughs> As opposed to your supernatural one. I don't talk about that very often. Um, the one where you're one with your dad. Yeah. Gross. But the, I've got, so you've got caramel, chocolate, strawberry, and then plain. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. is just soft serve in a cup. And then occasionally your freak ones that they'll do on occasion. Oh, they'll on do occasion. like a bubble gum or yeah, something Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, look, this has actually nothing to do with flavours, nothing to do with consistency, nothing to do with any of that. Right. And something to do with... A very, very specific thing that I went off my nut about yesterday. We had some letters. There were people saying, Josh went off his nut. And I went, yep, I did. I absolutely did. Uh, Single-use plastic. Oh, yes, yes. Yes, about that. So I was ranting about the fact that in America, they use plastic with careless abandon. And there is 400 million of them. And there are 30 million of us. And we're sitting here not even able to. I don't think we're going to be able to use plastic in plastic soon. That's Mm -hmm. just not going to be an option. Uh, And I'm all for it. I think it's great for the environment. But the solutions... We do need to work on the solutions. Sometimes sometimes plastic 
as a bit of packaging just does a better job. I'm thinking like yeah. certain takeaway foods. They don't they don't sort of get as soggy or whatever if it's just put into it. I, everyone knows what I mean. Paper it's, straws in frozen Cokes are the worst. For whatever reason, and I will call this out by name, whichever paper straw company Hoyts use, not good enough. Just not good <laughs> enough. You literally, they disintegrate within about mm, 10 minutes of putting mm. them into the... And you, Hoyts are giving you soft drinks the size of my head. So oh, we, yeah, they're giving you, you buckets. The straws need to last a long, long time. Anyway, that's not the point. The point here is McDonald's have announced that the plastic tub that the Sundays come in are soon to be a thing of the past. Oh, really? They're going to be getting rid of them. Oh, no. Do Wait, you know, hold on. What, are, what would they replace them with? This is what I want to talk to you about this morning because I don't want to use the word hypocrite. But I'm about to go back on something because I don't often say the solution is better when it comes to the environmentally friendly packaging. But this solution is great. It's and it's, it's why it's I, why I need you here because I don't Ned probably wouldn't be able to talk to me about this the way you're going to be able to. Okay, they are essentially going to start putting Sundays into the same thing McFlurries are currently in. Then who would ever buy a McFlurry? Well, the McFlurries are a bigger thing. The Sundays, the little tube, the paper tube thing would be smaller for Sundays. Oh, okay. And McFlurries are thicker, so they would be bigger. Oh, okay, right. So you the get same, more ice same, cream in a McFlurry. Okay, yeah. The so, same consistency of like the same sort of presentation. Same but girth smaller. as a current Sunday. Okay, yeah. I hate that word. Yeah, no, who doesn't? But same <laughs> girth as a current Sunday, and the McFlurry would be chubbier. <laughs> Use the word girth. I had to start using other correct words around that. And so you went with chubby. Can I just say quickly though, this is actually better. I because while we're using terms like this, the ribbed nature of the subway of the Sunday container, how it's got like the little grooves in it. Yeah. When you scoop around, when you scoop around to get some ice cream, I find you get groove traction, and I don't want that. But when you scoop around, when you scoop around in the McFlurry cylinder, you get a nice solid scoop action because there's no bumps. There's no bumps. That's true. However... if they put that in the sundae, I'm talking peak peak ice cream eating. I'm a go-to caramel sundae person. Okay. And whenever I... A part of my routine Mm -hmm. of when I eat a caramel sundae from from, uh, McDonald's is... There's usually the caramel sauce gets builds in those up divot, in the grooves, builds up, and you have in, oh, a yeah. divot every so often yeah, in between each bite of ice cream. You are right about that. You are yeah. right about that. So it indeed is ribbed for our pleasure. But I, <laughs> I think honestly, this is <laughs> the best alternative packaging I've seen so far. It's not a disaster. It's not a disaster. So McDonald's, well done, well done. You heard my rant yesterday and fixed it within 24 hours. So I, appreci- I appreciate that. <laughs> But Ned, uh, Ned, he's not here. Mike is here. Oh, Hello. my God. Actually, <laughs> we didn't play the recap of why Ned's not here. Do you want to have a listen to how Just Ned quickly. sounded at 4.55 uh, this morning? Good morning, Canberra. How are you doing for a Wednesday morning, mate? Oh, God. The, yeah. the how was yeah. very telling. Yucky. Um, so we've decided he's having the day off again today. I think by the sounds of that, though, back tomorrow morning. I'm hoping so. And you'll be able to recap State of Origin Game 1, which is <laughs> happening tonight. Uh, I know Ned's a very, very big league fan. He'll be there, definitely watching it. 
being a bit sarcastic. Yeah, here. just a little Look, bit. Ned's from Tasmania. I'm from Victoria. You're from South Australia. My so... only horse in the race is that I hope the state of origin is done well. And I hope everyone has fun. That's, yes. that's what I, I hope all the teams have fun. That's what I'm hoping for. Um, no, I'm very excited for Hudson Young. Obviously, Canberra Raider, he's going to be uh, playing for New South Wales tonight. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. It is happening in Adelaide, which is exciting as well because it's opening up for uh, the social media landscape to pile on Adelaide, which I also enjoy seeing. Yeah, that's, we'll see that's how That's almost that a sport for me now. That's, that's something I enjoy. Mm, um, you could go to the Olympics for it. Yeah, I, could. I I actually would probably be on the Australian team of sledging Adelaide. I think I am pretty <laughs> good at it, quite frankly. Um, but anyway, the point here is State of Origin is a very divisive time. You're going to see a lot of people wearing maroon today around yeah. the ACT because, I mean, technically we're obviously the Australian Capital Territory, but yes. we're surrounded by New South Wales. So we be, can't, you can't leave, unless by plane, you can't leave here without going through. Yeah, that's such a good point. That's yeah. such a good point. Um, there will be a lot of blue around, but you will see some very confident, very confident maroon. There'll be people swaggering mm-hmm. about town, almost looking for someone to say something to them. They'll be so excited about it. That's going to be happening today. It's divisive. I don't like it. <laughs> Look, it, it is. Thankfully, it's only three times a year. That's True. helpful. It's a good point. Uh, but the other thing that I think what we can do right now is we don't have an octopus. We don't have a dog. We don't have anything in here that can predict the outcome of sporting matches. Mm-hmm. But what we do have up our sleeves is a bit of a freak competition called... Call a state of origin. We've done this before on yes. the show to celebrate the state of origin happening. All we need is for you to get on the phone, 131060, if you're from New South Wales or if you're from Queensland. If your state of birth was either Queensland or New South Wales, we're going to take an undetermined amount of calls up next, and whichever number we end up with the most... That's the team that we think is going to win tonight. I think that's the most scientific way to do it. It's definitely as more scientific than, say, an, a crocodile choosing. 100%. It's your chance also to be involved. So this is your way to help out your state. All you need to do is get on the phone right now, 131060, if you're born in Queensland or if you're born in New South Wales. The state with the most callers when we're when we're done with our little, our little expedition here, that's our official pick to win tonight. And I, I, I think I have a theory of how this is going to go? I, I think it could very well be New South Wales, but what we what we really need is if you're from Queensland, get on the phone. It's time yeah, for some Maroon Pride right now. Caller State of Origin. Now, this is a very, very specific game where all we need you to do is get on the phone, 13, 10, and 60, and we will try and work out exactly which team is going to win State of Origin tonight based on the amount of callers that say the state they're born in, the amount of time we... It's, yep, it's, it's as fine. scientific as it gets. Yeah, it is about as scientific as it gets. I'm ready to to go. Are you ready to go? I'm ready to do this rapid fire. Alright, let's do this rapid fire. There will be an indeterminate amount of time and when the buzzer goes, we have to just count however many uh, residents from those yep. we've answered. Oh, you get it. Everybody gets it. I'll keep score. It'll be easier. Fantastic. Alright, I'm ready to go. Let's do it then. Ned and Josh, hello. Who's this? This is Georgia. Hey, Georgia. Which is your state of birth? Queensland. 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 There we go. It's an early point for Queensland. Rachel from Nunnawal, how are you this morning? Good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. State of birth, Rachel? Queensland. There's another Queensland. Wow. Oh, my okay. God. We're off to the races with Queensland. Ned and Josh, hello. Who's this? Uh, Phil. Phil. Phil, where are you? Where's your state of origin? Uh, New South Wales. New South Wales. New South okay, Wales. there we there go. We've got, we got a New South Wales on the board. Uh, Ned and Josh, hello. Who's this? Cassie. Cassie. Hey, Cassie. What's your state of origin? New South Wales. New South, New South Wales. Wales. There we go. Okay, Ned and Josh, oh, hello. Yeah. Ned and Josh, hello. Who's this? It's Vern, mate. How are you? Vern, Vern good, Vern, mate. Vern. What is your state of origin? Mate, 
Queenslander. Queenslander. <laughs> there we go. Ned and Josh, hello. Who's this? It's Daniel. Daniel. State of origin, mate. What is it? I'm born in Canberra, but I reckon the Maroons are going to take it out. Oh, this is just a prediction. This is just a prediction, Daniel. (laughs) This is not what we asked for. Oh, my God. Well, you know, there we go. Uh, Ned and Josh, hello. Who's this? Oh, hello. It's Lisa. 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 What is your state of origin, Lisa? Uh, New South Wales. Fantastic. Thank you. Another point for New South Wales. Ned and Josh, hello. Who's this? It's Johnny, mate. Yeah, Johnny. What's your state of origin? Queensland, brother. Queensland. Queensland. There we go. Another one for Queensland. Oh, my God. That's time. That's, that's time. time. All right. Well, now well, there's only one thing left to do. Count scores. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. I think there's a lot of Queensland in that. The winner, four <laughs> votes to three, is Queensland. Okay. I think Queenslanders took it as a challenge. Wait, do we do we count Daniel's non-vote just prediction as a vote? I didn't count Good, it. Good, I was going to say, don't do that. That's that not what counts, we asked for. If that counted, that would be four and a half. Okay, there we go, four and a half. All right, interesting. Let's see how accurate our call of state of origin <laughs> is tomorrow morning. Ned's not here this morning. Yeah. He's sick. He we is. have been talking about that. Uh, but... We've got stuff we need to do. This week was going to be crunch time for a couple of things, and um, we're both we're like both in front of computers right now. And there's lots of time during the songs and news and sure. ads to do a bit of stuff. We're going to Tokyo in three weeks. Yeah, three weeks on Thursday or Friday, one of them. Yeah, yep. we are two years late for the Olympics. Um, a little bit. Well, really, and if COVID didn't happen, three years late for the Olympics. Yeah. But the point is, we're going there to check it all out. and um, Super excited for it. Yeah, we are very excited for it. But this was the crunch time to do some booking of some things because... There is a lot that needs to be done. Your Disneyland's, your Universal's, all that sort of stuff is going to need to be attended to before it gets too busy. And it's only like three weeks away. So this yeah. is crunch time. The bonus here is um, before Ned left yesterday, I basically said to him, just give me your credit card details, Take, give me the old photo of the back and the front, and we'll do the booking for you, trusting that you are an incredibly thrifty man, Michael. Yeah. You will get the best deals. We're, as much as I possibly can. We're not going to be ripping Ned off. We will, and he will just probably most likely, because he does go with the flow with planning, mm-hmm. just agree to whatever we pick anyway. That's true. So just let us do it. We have, we have things that are on the agenda anyway. They just need to be formalized. That's what I said to him. And he went, no, nah, done. Sent me the pictures of his credit card. And um, we're in the middle of all of it. Yeah, we are. We are. Can I... Um, so Ned's not here. He is not. No. We're essentially doing a lot of work for him. Yeah. If there were to be any situations where extras, perks, could be added to our travel plans... Would it be theft if we just made Ned pay for them, or <laughs> just told him like that was the um, that was the price? You know, like we're like this is the price, and we all paid this, but really at the end of the day, Ned just paid for three versions of one thing. It's a little bit of a perk. Ned definitely isn't the kind of person who would like constantly check a receipt. I don't think he would be checking the receipts, to be honest. Hmm. Not because, and let me it's, be very clear, because we earn the same earn the same amount of money. Not because he's minted, just because he's lazy. <laughs> he's I, not going to be checking receipts. I think. Oh, look! Is, mm. is, the is tip, it theft? It's the tiptoeing line of, or is it payment for our services, organising everything for him? It's not like we're buying a house without. No, no, not at all. Spending, but if there was if there was a VIP early access pass to something we were looking at, and it was fifteen dollars each, and we just charge an Ed three lots of fifteen, I don't. 
I mean... Something might come with lunch. Yeah, something might come with lunch for yeah. an additional $10 per, per meal, and maybe we just offer that in. Who knows? Look, I'm not saying that we do this. I'm, I am. I'm saying that we think about it, but we do need to be very, very quick with it. I do think if, if Ned's back tomorrow, mm. the party's over. Um, yes. If Ned's listening to this right now, he's probably sick as a dog su- racing into the station as we speak. certainly <laughs> over. I imagine he's putting a temporary halt on his credit card if oh, he's yeah, he can do that right now. He can, he can, he can. Yes. Um, interesting, interesting. Okay, so he, I didn't get as strong of a, yeah, that's theft as I was expecting to get from you. So Look, I'll be delightful honest, turn of events. I'm, I'm, I'm hesitant because my heart of hearts knows that it's theft. I think it's theft. It's yeah. definitely mm-hmm. theft, but it's friendly theft. You know who else thinks it's theft? The Macquarie <laughs> Dictionary. It, just, yeah. it is the dictionary I definition so. of theft. <laughs> but at the same time, I think we deserve it, quite frankly. <laughs> that was the Ned and Josh podcast. Canberra Region Workers Compensation Specialists Malaganis Edwards-Johnson Canberra's Hit 104.7